Welcome to the NIHR Dementia Researcher podcast, brought to you by DementiaResearcher.nihr.ac.uk, in association with Alzheimer's Research UK and Alzheimer's Society, supporting early career dementia researchers across the world. Hello and thank you for tuning in to the very special edition of the Dementia Researcher podcast. Special because today I'm delighted to be introducing the very latest cohort of Race Against Dementia ARUK Research Fellows. I'm Adam Smith. I work for Dementia Researcher at University College London, and it's my pleasure to be hosting this week's show. As one of the Dementia Researcher organisers, I'm guilty of picking and choosing which shows I host, and so when this one came up, I definitely called dibs. Dementia research charities in the UK and elsewhere in the world were hit hard by the pandemic, and that's had a knock-on effect to early career researchers who depend on them to keep them in work and to fund their research. So when Race Against Dementia originally announced their fellowship funding call, it came at a great time. That was back in the start of 2021. We were pleased to be able to work with them then, sharing news of the call. So when it came round now to be able to announce the fellows, I jumped at the opportunity because it's fantastic to be able to see this process through. Our regular listeners and visitors to our website will be familiar with Race Against Dementia, But before we introduce you to the researchers, let's first meet Race Against Dementia's new chief executive, Bridget Barker. Hello. Uh, Would you like to maybe introduce yourself uh, first for our listeners and remind them what Race Against Dementia is if they're uh, new to listening? Yes, thanks, Adam. Uh, I am a lawyer by training and I've worked in the city for a long time, but I've also worked with a number of charities. And so... When Penny Moyle decided that uh, she was going to retire from being Chief Executive Officer of Race Against Dementia, I was delighted to be asked by Sir Jackie to uh, step up and take over. And I've learnt an awful lot in a very short space of time. Um, Finding out about the science and what is happening in the world of dementia is really fascinating. I went to Edinburgh last week to uh, meet Professor uh, Siddhartan Chandran and to also meet Claire Durrant, who's one of the other RAD fellows. So I'm getting up to speed, I hope, with the science, although uh, having only done an O-level in biology in 1974, there's a long way to go, but on on. That's all right. I don't think that matters. Did they subject you to the usual? Did you have to sit there during a a brain dissection and things like that? That's usually the the go-to move for lab-based researchers. No, I didn't. I was very lucky, but I got to see an incredible robot that can test drugs and uh, cost the whole thing cost half a million pounds and the robot just selects these plates of of 300 little samples of stem cells and then it can apply different drugs to it so that was fascinating I'm sure that's going to produce some interesting results going on and that sounds like a bargain as well that doesn't (laughs) sound like a lot of money for a fancy bit kit well it's uh, an incredible bit of kit but you also asked about race against dementia the charity um, this was founded by Sir Jackie Stewart, who is a three times world racing champion, when very sadly his wife, Helen, was diagnosed with uh, frontal temporal dementia. And he was horrified to learn that there was no cure and really no way to prevent dementia at the moment. And as over 50 million people in the world have dementia, and one in three people who are born today are likely to die with it, that's a pretty horrifying prospect. And many of us will have had relatives who've been touched by dementia, and we know how difficult it is to cope 
with people with dementia. Um, it it is a devastating effect. I think it's fair to say on on many families. So, so Jackie's very keen to do something to help, and that's why he created Rad and why he's given lots of money and also has asked lots of people to also give money to support researchers, young researchers who can have a different approach. Um, he's very influenced by what has happened in Formula One. He wants to look at it in a different light, problem solving, um, thinking about how things could affect research, not going down the same old alleyways that people have done before. So it's all very exciting and something that I'm very enthusiastic about. Thank you very much. And so, I mean, we should just cut to the chase, really, aren't we? Because I'm, I'm, we're sat here in a room. Well, we're not. We're, we're in a virtual room with um, four eager new uh, research fellows. Uh, would you like to introduce your, your new Race Against Dementia 2021 cohort? I certainly would. We're delighted to have um, four girls who have come from various different universities. Um, there was a big competition to get these fellowships. We had 25 people were interviewed for the first round, five people in the second round. And although we thought we had funding for three, we managed to find funding for four, which is great. And so those uh, four are with us today. So the first is Itana Sorberg Esteve from University College London, uh, Dr. Emily Hill from University of Warwick, Dr. Mara Malpetti from University of Cambridge, and Dr. Viola Zelek from Cardiff University. I feel like we should have some kind of sound over now that does like a, a cheer or something like that. <laughs> hello to hello to all of you. Hi. Hello. Hello. Um, so this is so exciting. Fantastic. I mean, and also great news because, of course, September is World Alzheimer's Month as well. So we're we're going in. So it's a it's a great month to add uh, exciting news as well and of course just coming out of what feels like there's been a really tricky last 18 months for charities to be able to fund four of you as well I, i'm guessing nobody really wants to know who was the fourth actually no maybe you do because you're the one that they felt so extra about they had to get you in <laughs> uh, this is this is really uh, brilliant so let's let's go round now what we're going to do is for everybody who's listening we're going to go around and meet each of um the people that Bridget has just introduced. We're going to hear more about them and their work, and uh, and then we'll ask them a little bit more as we move on about what they what advice they have for anybody who might be applying for a fellowship right now or or hopefully future Race Against Dementia fellowships. So first of all, Aitana, could I maybe come to you? Hello, congratulations. Yeah. Hi, hello everyone. Thank you very much, Adam, and thank you, Bridget, for the very nice introduction. So, well, I'm Aitana Sogordo Esteve, and I'm a postdoctoral researcher at the University College London, as Bridget just said. And I'm uh, currently based with, with the Dementia Research Centre and the Dementia Research Institute, both at the Institute of Neurology at UCL. And while I have a background in biology and neuroscience, and I have been working all my career in fluid biomarkers, firstly in Alzheimer's disease during my PhD and the first part of my uh, postdoctoral stage. And since last year, I started working in fluid biomarkers in frontotemporal dementia, more specifically in genetic frontotemporal dementia, 
because I'm part now of the Fleet Biomarker team of the Genetic FTD Initiative or GEMFI. Fantastic. Oh, does that mean, do you know Amanda Heselgrave as well then? Amanda yeah, was on the Amanda was on the podcast just a couple of weeks ago talking about the application of fluid biomarkers and when how we might use them in diagnosis and what that might mean. <laughs> I work uh, in the same laboratory of Amanda because we are collaborators of Heinrich Sattenberg. <laughs> Congratulations. And it's great to have somebody from UCL. And not that I'm biased at all, but of course, we, we work at UCL as well. Tell us, what are your plans for your fellowship? Yeah, indeed, this is a, an amazing opportunity. I think I, I can still believe I, I'm part of this uh, of this uh, fellowship and I will be able to work together to all the other fellows and or Race Against Dementia team. It's a, it's, it's a it's amazing opportunity. So, well, uh, as I said, I, I still I'm still working in fluid biomarkers, and uh, the focus of my my project is the uh, synaptic dysfunction. So, I will be looking for fluid biomarkers to assess synaptic dysfunction in in frontotemporal dementia, and uh, my project will focus on finding a way by developing a technique to measure these synaptic markers in, in blood samples. And this method will be to develop um, a technique to extract neuronal derived extracellular vesicles in blood samples. And uh, the reason why we want to do that is because um, blood is a fluid which is um, easier to extract than uh, spinal fluid and the method of extraction is less invasive for all our participants. And also the costs are less expensive than, than using cerebrospinal fluid. So in that way, I will find um, a method to measure or assess synaptic dysfunction in a more affordable manner than using cerebrospinal fluid. That's really exciting. And I know from the podcast we recorded a few weeks ago, for anybody who's listening, that the progression of technology has made a big difference, hasn't it, in this this field and the the accuracy of the kit and things like that that you use. Does that make a, a UCL a good place to do the work you where you are? Is that would you say are they is this a good place to be at? Yeah, I think um well, I think that now will be the better place to develop a project like mine because now uh, with uh, Professor Henrik Settenberg at the UK Dementia Research Institute, um, they are creating this biomarker factory. So we have a, the state-of-the-art uh, equipment to measure fluid biomarkers, both in CSF and spinal fluid. And I'm in a really good environment uh, because I have in my group, uh, we have the clinical point of view of frontotemporal dementia, but also I'm bringing to my laboratory, also I'm learning from Professor Hendrik Settenberg group, the more basic science uh, part of it. So it's a very good synergic project. And Hendrik's awesome, isn't he? He's a real rock star, anybody who's I'm yes. sure most of our listeners will have seen him speak before. Um, if not, he did a podcast with us as well last year as part of our Relay series and talked a lot about his work. Um, and biomarkers is just so exciting because so, it's moving so quickly, which is why I can see this would have appealed to Race Against Dementia, where that kind of fast-paced, um, benefiting from innovation, quickly adapting, I could see that this absolutely aligns to, to their ethos as well. Mm -hmm. so, how did it feel when you got the news? Where were you when you got the got the call? Oh yeah, it felt 
I can't I can't explain it. It felt really good. And uh, uh, well, I think it, it has been a very challenging year and a half for everyone. And uh, I have to say, mostly uh, for me, it has been quite hard because I live far away from my family and my loved ones. So I haven't got the chance to, to see them so often as I used to have before the pandemic. So when I received the call, I, was, I managed to, to visit my family and be with my parents. So I was with them. So it was very emotional and it was a very happy moment to be able to share with them. Then I was able to celebrate with my parents. So yeah, it was great. That's brilliant. The start of my holidays, I have to say. That's perfect timing. And I love particularly, I think, parents who, because um, I think very few people in your situation have parents as well that really understand what it all means because they don't have background. I don't know about your, my parents didn't have a background in science yeah. or anything like that. And so, they, it's, I mean, they get that you're happy and it's great news, but they also as well. So you honestly, it's congratulations. It's so Thank great. You. Okay, so let's move on to our next award uh, winner. The next Race Against Dementia Fellow is um, Emily Hill. Hi, Emily, and Hello, congratulations nice as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. So could, you, could I ask you to introduce yourself? Of course you can. So my name's Emily Hill. I'm based at the University of Warwick. Uh, so I finished my PhD back in April on neurodegeneration. And since then, I've been working on a small project funded by Alzheimer's Research UK. Um, and I'm really excited to start my Race Against Dementia Fellowship in a couple of months, and particularly to also get stuck into the career development programme as well. Uh, tell us about your research. Tell us about your plans. Well, thank you very much. So, uh, so my work focuses on the really early changes that happen to the functions of neurons in the brain. Uh, so we know that the communication between neurons is affected early in disease. Uh, and often this happens many years before patients' clinical symptoms arise. Uh, but what we don't know are what the mechanisms are that underlie these changes. And one of the key proteins that's involved is called tau. Uh, and we know that tau forms these clumps inside the neurons uh, and affects the way that they can communicate with one another. And so my work focuses on using a highly specialized technique, which allows us to record from single neurons in the brain at a time uh, and to work out what the mechanisms of how tau is changing the communication are. Um, and so the hope for the work is we'll be able to highlight new targets that we don't know yet. Uh, of how tau is acting early um, and then we can use this to progress through to new treatments for dementia and then in the second part of my project uh, the aim is to use the same assay um, but to look at clinical cerebral spinal fluid samples uh, so i've also got a collaboration with henrik zetterberg uh, out in gothenburg uh, to use these samples from alzheimer's disease patients uh, and to look at different stages of the disease um, and to see if we can correlate the effects on neuronal function. So say if, we, if we've got patients with certain different elements inside their CSF, well, what effect does that have on the neurons? And can we use this as a really early biomarker, but functionally? Um, so it's something we're really, really excited about because that's not been done before. And again, you can see how, why your project would have been chosen. Again, something else that's quite unique. And I think that's definitely something that comes through and brilliant as well to be at that cutting edge. You... I mean, that's something that has come up in podcasts and in our blogs before about dementia being one of the most exciting places to work right now because there's still so much to learn and it's easier than in this field than others to kind of really carve out your niche and to to find your your space where you can make great discoveries. So that's really exciting. And Henrik's name came up again. Um, I'm going to start to think Henrik might have a relationship with Rick. If, <laughs> if anybody else mentions Henrik today, I'm going to start to wonder what's going on here it's brilliant and is that first project you mentioned there is that on human tissue or is that with stem cell models or 
Uh, so that's done in, in mice, that one. Um, and then obviously the, the CSF is then from, from humans in the second part of the study. I know we've talked about this before, but just to say, I'm going to ask the question anyway. See, I'm assuming you have, have or haven't had a chance to meet Sir Jackie yet? So I haven't had the opportunity to meet Sir Jackie yet. Uh, however, he and I will be appearing on Good Morning Britain on the 21st of September uh, to announce uh, the appointment of our new cohort of fellows. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to meeting Sir Jackie uh, and hearing more about his uh, family and his drive to beat dementia. So for anybody listening to this, this podcast will be released on the 21st of September at 7am. So go turn on your TV now, switch over to Good Morning Britain. Is that the one that had Piers Morgan on it? It is. Yes. It is. Well, so you can listen, you can watch now that he's not on it anymore. So that's okay. <laughs> so go turn on the TV. If you're in the UK, or if you're not on, you can go online, go to Good Morning Britain, and you'll get to uh, see Emily and Sir Jackie and other fellows talking about this brilliant work. And of course, that means today is World Alzheimer's Day. Um, which means I can also get a plug because later this afternoon, Penny Moyle, who's looking after the, uh, I think he, she continues to look after your um, mentoring needs. So Penny Moyle is going to be doing a talk for us this afternoon with the with the other coaching people um, for our iStart PIA Early Career Researcher group, um, talking about the importance of, of mentoring and how connections to um uh, sports can be really useful as well with Hintster. Um, the, so that talk is sometime this afternoon. It's probably not too late to register. So if you go to um, our website, dementiaresearch.nihr.ac.uk, click on the events list, you'll find that there. And I'm sure Penny will be talking about some of her experiences um, uh, as her time working with you guys at Race Against Dementia. Congratulations again, Emily. This is brilliant news. And everybody go turn on Good Morning Britain right now and uh, watch the show. Um, let's come on to uh, Mara next. Mara's having connection issues, but hopefully we won't have any difficulties. Um, can I ask you to introduce yourself? Hi, Adam. Thanks for hosting us and organizing this uh, podcast. And thank you, Bridget, for the introduction of the fellowship and us. I'm Mara Malpetti. I'm a postdoc researcher at the University of Cambridge and the Cambridge Center for Frontotemporal Dementia and Related Disorders. My research voyage started in Italy with my bachelor degree in psychology and the master in cognitive neuroscience, which then brought me to the University of Cambridge. And here I recently finished my PhD in clinical neurosciences, investigating in vivo pathology markers in tauopathies. And now I'm so excited to start this new chapter, joining the Race Against Dementia team. That's brilliant. And I have to say, uh, this is the, I think the first time you've been on the podcast. I know um, certainly Aitana and others have joined us before, but I, I've followed you on Twitter for ages. I've always been fascinated because you've done some fantastic talks already. Um, so I'm really interested to know what your, what your research project is going to be about. I'm so grateful to Race Against Dementia for giving me the opportunity to develop my own ideas and project in the next five years. And for my fellowship, I will be focusing on a group of uh, uh, conditions called frontotemporal lobe degeneration, which includes frontotemporal dementia that Aitana mentioned, but also related disorders such as progressive supranuclear palsy. And in this spectrum, there are still not effective treatments 
but growing evidence have shown how these conditions are characterized by multiple players, in particular junk proteins accumulation, cell death and neuroinflammation. And for my fellowship, I will be focusing on the latter, aiming to clarify the role of inflammation in the disease and clinical progression of frontotemporal lobe degeneration. And I will also aim to identify useful prognostic tools to measure and predict future changes. And this can be particularly informative for clinical trials, but also early detection. For my project, I will be employing a multimodal approach using a brain scan called positron emission tomography and relating this to blood markers which is a more scalable uh, marker for inflammation and post-mortem validation uh, from volunteers that donated their brain. That's really fascinating and, and so tell me I saw on the news the other week that um, the research from Cambridge that was being done by Dr Tim Rittman on imaging and use of artificial intelligence. Are, are you involved in that work as well? Is that something you've been had anything to do with? Uh, so Tim Rittman works in the same lab as I'm working now and then will uh, work for my fellowship. Uh, I'm not directly involved in that uh, specific project, but uh, as team, I'm part of the Demon Network, that is a big uh, network in the UK and now also uh, abroad, uh, trying to apply machine learning and AI on uh, uh, that data for dementia research. Um, so yeah, like we are starting um, recently an inflammation interest group as well. And I think we've talked about that as well. We've had... Um... We've had the um, demon network we've talked about before on the podcast, and we've got some blogs on that as well um, with David Llewellyn. So go and have a look at those if you want more information on demon. So, um, Maura, can I also ask what attracted you to this fellowship? What I particularly appreciated of this scheme was the vision of Race Against Dementia, of accelerating dementia research, and in particular investing on early career researchers. This is a fantastic fellowship because uh, it uh, allows us uh, to focus on our work for five years, giving us stability and independence. And it's not just a fellowship that covers the budget, budget for the project itself, but also for our personal development as uh, potentially future leaders in uh, this field. And I really appreciate the idea of being part of a team that will be trained and mentored at the interface between motorsports, dementia researchers, academia and industry. And another very positive aspect of the fellowship is that it encourages to build up your own network and build up collaborations that are not just in your institution, but also international. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Mara. And last but not least, uh, we of course come to uh, Viola Zelek. Hi, Viola. Oh, I, sorry, I've, I've failed to announce anybody's do titles, Dr. Viola Zelek, of course. Thank you, Adam. I'm Viola Zelek. I work in Cardiff University as research associate. Um, I originally trained in chemistry and after a few years in pharma, returned to academia and undertook PhD in immunology, focused on the complement system, a key protector from infection, but also a potent driver of inflammation, in many diseases. Over the last few years, I have developed a toolbox of novel complement inhibitors, including um, patent-protected drugs candidates, 
and other tool reagents enabling the study of complement in animal disease models. So why don't you tell us about your project? My project is on development of novel anti-complement drugs that can cross into the brain. And I will do this by modifying my existing antibodies, but will expand this by designing a small molecule brain penetrant anti-complement drugs uh, guided by understanding of how the antibodies inhibit. I will focus on the final product of the complement system, protein complex called MAC, because it is the major driver of inflammation and because inhibiting MAC carries the least risk of side effects. Um, the current ID treatments are limited and the best only mask the symptoms rather than curing the disease. And there is a need for a better ways of treating ID to stop the disease progression. And my approach is to target factors that drive inflammation. It is known that inflammation is present in the brains of Alzheimer's disease patients. Inflammation in the brain causes irritation and swelling of brain tissue or blood vessels and thus likely plays an important role in AD. Whether this is a primary cause of the disease or a response to the brain cell damage is unknown and I hope my work will help to answer this question. Tell me, what, what made you apply for this fellowship? This is a great opportunity for me because it's the uh, five years project and it enables me to um, to uh, gather a significant uh, research portfolio and um, publish impactful um, findings. Uh, and also it's, it's very attractive fellowship because of the training uh, that's offered. I know it's a great uh, leadership uh, training in build with this fellowship, uh, which I'd like to uh, take advantage of. Um, I'm enthused by philosophy of RAD, of the, of the principles of teamwork, uh, and I can't wait to, to use them in my research. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, Bridget, you must be so excited. What a great time to start as chief executive, um, just as you, you appoint these, these fellows with such exciting projects as, as well. And one of the, th I mean, Viola touched on that then, but one of the things I've always loved about the RAD fellowships is, is how you continue to work with the fellows and support them beyond. And th this isn't just a, a, another funding source that you kind of really build and support people through it. Can you tell us what you have in store for the fellows? Maybe some of the other funders will be listening and will be inspired to um, model themselves after you. Yes, well, as you say, it is really exciting. I'm delighted that they're all coming on board. Rad's philosophy is very much, as I said before, based on Sir Jackie's idea of Formula One, which is all about teamwork. So we are trying to make these members of our team and we want the team to drive together and to find prevention or a cure for dementia so hopefully we will give them lots of support and they will also support each other but certainly apart from money we are investing in giving them presentation skills we talk to them about well-being um, and applied technology and problem solving if you look at what's happened in McLaren and Red Bull Racing, they've had to solve a lot of problems in a very short space of time. I mean, Sir Jackie was always very instrumental in trying to make motor racing a safer sport and to prevent accidents. And that was all achieved through teamwork. So that's the idea of driving what's happening with Rad Fellows. And we hope that by doing that, they will be stronger together than they are as individual researchers and that they will be able to make some 
fantastic discoveries. So that means that you all, not, not only do you kind of get to be within that that lab space where you all work and have that immediate team around you and the institutions that you work in support, but then to be a part of that, I guess, part of the Alzheimer's Research UK network as well. Of course, they have Absolutely. the branches across the country and then be a part of the the RAD scheme as well. It's really important to to help people and support them because I think, as we all know, just doing something on your own can be very difficult. So if you've got other people to turn to, if you've got a mentor, if you've got other people who might be facing a similar problem, sharing those thoughts can be very helpful indeed. Absolutely. And so with that in mind, can I ask an um, open question to anybody who wants to ask answer? Um, but what advice would you all have? You've all successfully navigated this process that's now lasted is that gone on about five months through the from applying to now? Um, first of all, let's maybe if we break this down a little bit, when you start to looking for a fellowship, what advice would you have for anybody that's looking for a fellowship, how to decide which to apply for? Emily's nodding, so I'm going to come to you first for an answer for that one, Emily. I think it's always good to have your idea sorted and planned out because you need your idea first. And then, and then you can look at what different charities and schemes it could best fit. My advice would be start really early. I think I definitely didn't appreciate quite how long um, and, and how much information has to go into an application form. Um, you know, like 40, 50, 60 pages for a fellowship application with all of the different things that you have to include. Um, so it's not something you can start two weeks before the deadline. It's something you've really got to think about in advance and, and contact people and get all your collaborations and stuff together. Um, and then start writing and it will go through so many different iterations before you get it in so starting it early i think would be my best advice uh, for people who are looking to apply that sounds like great advice and who do i mean just uh, i mean who do you turn to i mean were your was your supervisor from your uh, current role i guess or previous role were they particularly helpful did you was it colleagues you asked to look at things where where did you turn for that help um so yeah my, my current phd supervisor has been great so throughout my phd i've got experience with grant writing and paper writing and all, all of these skills that then fed into to writing this fellowship but also with different people that i've been collaborating with it's always good to get views of people outside of directly the field because part of the application is to write lay summaries uh, and all kinds of to be able to describe to different people uh, what the research is and to make them think it's just as important as the people within the field um, and those are really important skills in themselves so getting it to a wide range of different people and even asking your parents to read your lay summary people who aren't scientists um, if you can convince them that it's worth it then then you're, you're kind of on the right lines. I completely agree. And of course, Alzheimer's Research UK is one of the organisations that's had just uh, agreed to adopt the uh, resumes for researchers from the uh, Royal Institute's uh, new guidance, which does start to move emphasis away just from publications, but of course, onto your outreach work, your mentoring you do for other students, teaching, and starts to give you credit for some of those things. I know um, Yvonne Couch wrote a very great blog about this um a few weeks ago about the the pitfalls and the advantages but i can see how that that would be helpful as well thank you very much emily and then so think we've got you've found your fellowship you've written your application then we what's what's next is yeah i guess the interviews uh, was that particularly how many people were in the room itana was this nerve-wracking yeah i think we're five with bridget i i think it was it was, yeah, for me, it was, 
I think it was the first, the second interview panel, I, the interview I did for an application. So I was very nervous, <laughs> to be honest. But a good thing is that I have been preparing for the interview quite a lot of time before, as well as Emily said, prepare very like in advance, a long time in advance. And also I have practiced with a lot of different people as well. Uh, colleagues from my laboratory, my supervisor, Dr. Jonathan Rohr. And uh, um, also I, I, I managed to practice the interview as well with, with Professor Hendrik Sattenberg. So, so I think my advice will be to get as much feedback as you can. And even to, to we, we were asked to prepare a five minutes presentation. So I think I, I did that presentation to all my friends, to my parents, to all my colleagues. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of practice, I will say. That's, that's great. Thank you very much. And then of course, now I guess you then you move on to the contracting and the, the details and everything else. This has been really helpful and i'm sure others out there that are listening would would love to uh get your thoughts so if any of you wanted to write a blog or share anything on the process with us i'm sure that would be would be helpful to everybody listening so bridget of course before we move on and wrap up i mean alzheimer's research uk obviously play an important role in this could you tell us how how you've worked with them in through this this last five month period yes i mean they have been absolutely fantastic because we are only a fairly new and small charity and of course they have access to fantastic scientists who are able to assist in the process looking at the applications helping us assess the fellows and making sure that we get absolutely the best people for these fellowships is there anything else going on in race against dementia that we should we'd like to know about i know you've had another funding call recently i don't know if the deadline's probably passed for that now um but what else is going on at, at rad well, we're always fundraising, obviously. Um, I mean, we've had some tremendously generous donations from um, some very uh, good donors. But I'm always very touched when we get £500 from a coffee morning or £1,000 from some motor uh, sport enthusiasts. I think what we're trying to do is to raise more awareness about what RAD is doing and just make sure that people understand how important it is to fund research and to make sure that we can get more and more fellows and, and make sure that they join our team in order to find a cure for dementia. Absolutely. And, you know, in your pack, when you when because I know you send out the white coats with the race against dementia badges on them and things. So when you send uh, uh, Emily and Aitana and Viola and Maura their their white coats, did you include a, a vest that they have to run a marathon in? <laughs> is, is that one of the requirements that they have uh, to do? No, it's not. But we um, we hope that they will all come to various uh motor racing events. I know Mara is coming to the Goodwood Revival. And next year, um, RAD is the charity of the year for uh, Goodwood Festival of Sports. So that will be a big event and we hope to raise lots of money there. Well, now, we don't brilliant. force people to do sport, but it's it's obviously looked upon very favourably. <laughs> but as, but as, as I, I should know. ask, of course, are, are you all Formula One fans as well? Are you, uh, did you all go Googling and watching some historic racing films from from Sir Jackie's glory days and things beforehand. Everybody's nodding well, their heads. 
Yeah, I'm from Italy, so I grew up with uh, Ferrari, Formula One, and uh, Schumacher uh, in my childhood. So I'm a big fan since when I was a kid. Brilliant. So, th- so this is fantastic as well. You'll be the first every time Bridget emails and says, would anybody like to come along and do a little science talk at, at the British Grand Prix or at Thruxton for some motor racing event? You'll be the first oh, to volunteer absolutely. every time. <laughs> also for karting and racing, I'm happy. Looking forward to the tour of Red Bull if that, that happens again this year. <laughs> so I think that's all we've got time for today. So the big takeaway from today is, of course, that it's World Alzheimer's Day today. Um, go turn on GMB now to to see um, Race Against Dementia's four new fellows in person talking there with Sir Jackie. Um, and, of course, this is brilliant news not only for um, Race Against Dementia but also for dementia research as a whole that clearly are going to get uh, the benefit of four very clever scientists who are going to be doing some fantastic new research in the over the next five years. So congratulations to all of you. Um, thank you, Bridget, as well, for taking time to join us today and for, for the work you do to generate the funds that fund these people and, of course, to Alzheimer's Research UK, uh, who administer the process. And if any of you have time, it would be great to have you come back maybe in six, 12 months time so you can uh, tell us, uh, update us, let us know how you're getting on and, and how things have have moved forward. So thank you very much again to all of our guests, Dr. Aitana uh, Sogorb, uh, Dr. Maureen Malpetti, Dr. Viola Zelek, uh, Dr. Emily uh, Hill and Bridget Barker. Uh, we'd also like to thank, uh, as I mentioned before, Alzheimer's Research UK, who obviously play a very important role as a partner uh, with Race Against Dementia and, of course, with us at Dementia Researcher as well. We have profiles on all of today's panellists on our website, including details of their Twitter accounts. So please do go take a look. Uh, there'll also be a link to Race Against Dementia's website and uh, their fundraising activities as well. If anybody is inspired to go to go do something or run a coffee morning or do something that will will help fund the the 2022 uh, Race Against Dementia Fellows. Um, you can also go to their websites, which is uh, raceagainstdementia.com and alzheimersresearchuk.org. Finally, please remember to like, subscribe uh, our podcast in whichever app you're listening in, and remember to uh, subscribe to our weekly bulletin as well via our website at dementiaresearcher.nihr.ac.uk. And all those details we've discussed today are in the text below. Thank you very much. Brought to you by DementiaResearcher.nihr.ac.uk in association with Alzheimer's Research UK and Alzheimer's Society. Supporting early career dementia researchers across the world.